Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 91080 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. It's five, just about 510 here, 41 degrees. That temperature's dropping. Be careful out there. Hopefully you don't get too cold. What is it going down to today? Oh, it's going down oh, 31, so make sure it doesn't get any slippery out there. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. We're going to get into some things. Uh, talk about a little bit about Ukraine and such in a minute, but uh, let me get to the phones. And you call or text at 570-883-0098. Let's go to the phones uh, now. We have uh, Randy from Forty Fort on Wilkesbury Cops. Randy, hey uh, Rob. First and foremost, thank you to you and the station for giving the little guy a voice. So even if everybody disagrees with me today, at least I can call up and speak my mind. Um, I'm really upset because I got out of work, spoke to a friend who's a single mom, a teacher, um, has never broken a law in her life, and she has taken her home commute where traffic is disgusting, as we all know, because you know none of her roads are. And she's at a stop sign, and like everybody who's a normal person, stops, checks, and goes, right? And I've actually been pulled over for this about 10 years ago. Sometimes what you see, like in towns like Swordsville, maybe they don't have anything better to do, that's fine, a cop will sit, and they'll be in a spot where they can see people at that stop sign, and they purposely wait for the person to stop for one to two seconds, not that full three seconds, pull them over, sight them, Okay. I have a major issue with that. Number one, I live in Wilkes-Barre. It's becoming hell on earth. There's killing. There's shootings. There's fentanyl. There's drugs everywhere. The township claims to be broke. Um, maybe that's why they're racking in tickets. But I'm sorry. People are struggling nowadays. It is really hard out there, and crime is so bad around here that I am I'm furious. And I'm one of these people under 40 that actually love cops. Um, this has put such a bad taste in my mouth. I mean, $168 to a single mom, who is that helping? There's still fentanyl everywhere. There's still shootings everywhere. But at least those people stopping and checking will get ticketed. So thank goodness. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. I'm really mad. Well, uh, and I understand. No one likes getting a ticket, Randy. But you have to understand the, re- the reason behind oh, is not yeah, getting yeah. – the, the reason for the tickets are not to get anything. It's to stop the behavior of rolling through stop signs. So, Rob, first thing the kid said in the car is, wait a minute, everybody does that. Because it's, again, we're talking about common sense driving. I'm not talking about doing over the speed limit uh, where anybody's in danger. I'm talking about something you've probably done every single day of your life forever. So um, probably everybody listening to this has. So because no, because it's not. because a lot, like peop- a, a lot of people a lot of people do it. No, I Randy, I I hear I hear your passion on it, and no I understand way. being upset. But just because a lot of people roll through stop signs doesn't make it right. Doesn't make it no, need, Robert, a need to stop. Okay, it, so, it's it, so, it, so, it actually proves it actually Randy Randy you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna let me talk. It no, actually proves it actually proves that there's a need to stop people to curtail this bad behavior more and more. Okay, Rob. So um, let me ask you this. Is crime on the rise in Wilkes-Barre? I, I don't have the stats in front of me, so I don't okay. know. And you're, you're talking about Wilkes-Barre Township, not Wilkes-Barre, the city of Wilkes-Barre, because so, there's two different police departments there. Right, and I'm hearing about police shortages here, police shortages there. Um, do you think more cops would equal less crime, yes or no? 
it all depends on what they're how they're addressing it. Uh, just having more bodies doesn't necessarily make things less. It, it, it's how right. they're applied. What what are their tactics out there? What are they doing? Is there an omnipresence? Right. Is there proactive policing? Yeah. Which which stopping people for stop sign violations is proactive policing. Let me ask again. Not running the stop sign, driving toward the stop sign, stopping, checking, and going like all of us do. If there was, uh, if, there was fu- if there was a full stop, very, if there was a full stop, if there was a full firm in one stance, let me just ask you one question. I'm going to end the call. Do you think we could find a better use of a police officer's time in Wilkesbury or Wilkesbury Township than to sit and hide at stop signs? Yes or no? It's an omnipresence of police. It's a policing. It's done in so every city. It, it does. It, use of, of police resources. Is that the best use of police resources? Well, what yes, in an area where crime is going through the roof, violent crime, it's really, really bad. So yes, let me ask you: the, 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 pres- the presence of that, resources. the presence of that law enforcement officer in a marked police car sitting there at that intersection, having oh, its lights please. on while they ticket somebody, isn't a presence of law enforcement to prevent crime in that area? It's not a visual prevention. Rob, every stop sign you stop at, or do you stop at a full three seconds? Because I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. You probably just act like a person, use common sense, stop. If no one's coming, you go, right? You're saying this person made a full stop at a stop sign. Made a full stop. Made a full stop. And by the way, I've been Then, then they, have, they have the right and ability to argue that summons. Which they will, which okay. means we'll take a day off of work. Um, probably have to figure out child care to pick the kid up from school. That'll all be taken care of. I'm trying to figure out why you're arguing. That, that no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not arguing, Randy. I'm just telling you, if, if the person met the criteria for a, a violation of going through a stop sign, you may see that as nothing. You might say, well, everybody does it. Yeah, okay, and everybody does it. It does cause fatal accidents. It does do other things. It is an omnipresence in the community. Bad guys and girls out there looking to commit crime see law enforcement at car stops, see law enforcement sitting at intersections, and they say, well, I'm not going to commit a crime here. I'm going to have to go elsewhere. That's what the omnipresence of policing is. Totally get it. But maybe everybody in your audience isn't quite as naive, and they've been a victim of this sort of, I mean, it's a trap. They're not trying to make us safer by doing this crap. Um, So I appreciate your point. It's so 180. There's no, I mean, we're just going to agree to disagree. Are are state troopers on our interstate stopping people for, everybody speeds, right? But stopping people for speeding? No, no, I understand it, but it's the same thing. And they're traffic violations, Randy. I'm, uh, you know, I'm talking about to... Wilkes-Barre in a very specific situation. Well, I think you police departments all around the country ticket people for rolling through stop signs. Now, if this person made a full stop and then proceeded through the stop sign, then my suggestion would be they fight the the, the, the citation. Broken record. Again, they will. Um, but I just feel like some people in your audience realize how bad things are getting. We don't have a lot of cops. Maybe we should start to think about how we're using them. Uh, you seem to think it's the best to pull over single moms with kids for not quite long enough of a stop. I think it'd be better suited to stop violence. We'll agree to disagree. Have a great day. All right, Randy. Have a great day yourself. Um, just looking through some text messages here to see if there's anything I can actually read. Uh, and again, if there was a complete stop, yeah, yeah, I agree. You shouldn't have gotten the citation. Um, I, I, I'm not there. I didn't witness it. I'd like to give the benefit of the doubt. They're there for a reason, which means there's complaints of rolling through stop signs. I mean, I have some text text messages there that saying, you know, they that's a, um, a money grab for that township. Uh, I don't see that. 
again, I don't live there. So, uh, you know, that's the my two cents on that. Go back to uh, what I was going to talk about this time. But, you know, I do want to give people a chance to talk about it. I saw the topic, what was being talked about. I assumed it was going to be a complaint for getting a citation based on what was there. And that's fine. It, it, no one likes to get a ticket. No one likes to get a citation for something. And, again, if the individual, and especially if it was a single parent who's uh, you're trying to make men- ends meet, I get it. I get the anger. I get the passion behind it. But just to say that because there's other things going on, because there's this, because they're that, I don't think they should be doing this. Well, I think they have enough resources to where they can address anything. And with omnipresent policing, like we found out in New York, if you stop people for jumping to turnstile, it reduced crime across the city by more than 50%. Because people who were looking to commit crime didn't pay to get on the subway. People who were going to commit crime use the subway as their infrastructure to get from point A to point B because in a matter of minutes, you could be in a different borough. You could be, you know, 50 blocks away. That's the way it worked. And when we address the little things, it's that. And things like stop signs, things like red lights, things like speeding are a safety factor. Could it be abused? Yes, it could be. Um, But it is what it is. I saw this, uh, a lot of people are saying, and I actually got a text message asking if if we were going to talk about Ukraine again. And I said I had it on the schedule for uh, 5.08, where a Russian missile tore through an apartment building in eastern Ukraine's Donstik region. Local officials said Thursday, killing at least two people and burying families under rubble as the Kremlin forces continue to pound a fiercely contested area with long-range weapons. Russian military units simultaneously launched six S-300 missiles towards this region, During the night, according to Ukrainian Internal Affairs Minister, another two were fired separately at the same area, they also said. The simultaneous missiles strike hit three Donsek cities. I'm not even going to try and pronounce the city's names. They're about 15 to 20 miles from the front line. So here's Russia launching long-range missiles at apartment buildings, burying families, as this report. And this report's coming from the from uh, the Associated Press in Kiev, leveling apartment buildings and burying families. You don't hear much about that. You don't hear about the politicians here or there's not marches about a ceasefire or anything like that. This just seems to go on. You know, we need to support this or forget this is happening while, you know, what's going on in the area of Israel and uh, Gaza is going on. You also saw the uh, shooting, which Hamas did actually take credit for, where two individuals pulled up to a bus stop in Israel, got out, and opened fire, killing three people and wounding about a dozen others. Thankfully, there were two off-duty soldiers and a good Samaritan with a firearm that engaged the two terrorists, uh, killing them. But again, this was after they already killed three people waiting for a bus and wounding about a dozen others. During a ceasefire, mind you, and uh, Hamas has officially taken responsibility for it later, uh, earlier today. I don't know when. This, I guess this, I guess, happened yesterday, and the responsibility was taken today. So while that's going on, so you could see the two, two sides of 
how the world is recognizing what's going on here. Here's Russia's launching long-range missiles, uh, leveling apartment buildings, burying families in uh, Ukraine. That goes unnoticed. You know, if you didn't bury it, this article was buried way deep in the Associated Press news posts for today. But uh, you have every politician there is and people all over the place here jumping up and down about what's going on with the terrorists still holding hostages, including American hostages. I think there's 17 American hostages still being held by Hamas that's going on there. So there's uh, my update for what's going on between Russia and Ukraine and how it's going unnoticed. They can level apartment buildings and bury families, and it doesn't seem to be that big of a deal for the world media. It's uh, 522 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. And this Pentella Data Internet Traffic Update, it remains jammed up on 84 East at Dunmore. That is due to road work that will be going on until 730 tonight. If you can avoid that area, do so. 247 in Mount Cobb is all jammed up as well. Blakely Street in Dunmore, bumper to bumper, and 80 West out at Nescapac. Construction is causing some issues in that area as well, some um, pretty big delays. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Back to you, Rob. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, partly cloudy and cold, low 32. Friday, cloudy with scattered rain showers in the afternoon, high 47. Friday night, partly cloudy with above normal temperatures, low 38. Saturday, partly sunny with a few isolated showers, high 53. Sunday, mostly cloudy with showers developing in the afternoon, high 55. It's currently 41 degrees at 525 at your official weather station, WILK. So I'm just looking through the text messages here that I've gotten on that last call. And um, I really don't understand one of them. It says... uh, Someone called me a name and said, Rob, I haven't shut off this station since uh, another host was here. Congratulations, Rob. I shut it off. We'll never listen to you again. And that was over the stop sign call. So, uh, you know, I asked for what? But, uh, okay. I have about four dozen other text messages that disagree with that. But it's okay. looking through those text messages now and again hopefully hopefully the answer for what i mean they called me a donkey so they haven't shut off the station since uh there was another host congratulations i shut it off and will never listen to you again (laughs) okay we'll move on then where was i The DOJ has failed to stop Rachel Levine's emails being exposed in litigation over Alabama's sex change ban for minors. I believe I heard uh, Nikki and her co-host for the day talk about this a little bit. The Alabama Attorney General argued Levine has been at the forefront of the Biden administration's reckless promotion of sex modification procedures for children 
and they want the official emails to see what kind of conversations there's been to uh, to hear it. And uh, the Department of Justice attempted to stop them from getting Rachel Levine, who used to be the health secretary here, I believe, right? Uh, emails from being exposed over this litigation since uh, they've been at the forefront of it. So it's good work there. We'll see what uh, what happens with that. But it's it's good that they're official emails. The people have the right to see them. They they have a, a government position, and um, it's just fine for them to be released. And we'll see where that lawsuit goes. Um, I saw another lawsuit when I, when I saw the Rand Paul. Gave the Heimlich maneuver to Joni Erst earlier today at lunch to possibly save her life. She was choking. I also saw Marsha Blackburn, Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee, I believe, said that she attempted to have the flight manifests from Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein, released. And she said that Dick Durbin, Senator Dick Durbin, had blocked the request of her release for those transcripts of flight manifests so i saw her post that as well so we'll see what happens there and uh you know this time of year depression sets in for a lot of people so it's, it's the holidays are, are commonly a hard time of year for a lot of people and, and i understand that so it's one of the reasons i want to bring this up the the u.s suicides hit a new record in 2022 and we, we truly have to do something about this. Nearly 50,000 people in the U.S. died by suicide in 2022, according to a provisional report by the National Center for Health Statistics. They're saying the final count could be even higher. The provisional number for suicides was about 1,800 suicides more than 2021. Suicide rates generally declined for males ages 34 and younger and increased for those 35 and older. For females, rates declined for those ages 24 and younger and increased for those 25 and older. So for males, under 34 decreased. Over 35 increased. That's a good thing for our children, teens. Same thing for women, but younger. 24 and under, it's decreased for women, and 25 and older increased. Suicides have been steadily increasing during the 21st century. In 2021, the U.S. Surgeon General issued a call to action on a national strategy for suicide prevention. And again, you, you can call or text 988. It's the Suicide and Crisis Line, 988. Lifeline provides 24-hour confidential support to anyone in suicidal or emotional distress. You know, take that number down, save it in your phone. You might be around someone that needs it. You could just dial it and say, here, talk to this person. It's confidential. Post it on your social media, 988. So all you have to do is do a search. You can get a nice meme of a picture of it that, that puts it out there in a nice way, a beneficial way, a visual way for people. It doesn't hurt to put it out there because even if one person, even if someone that you know shared it and one people, one person that they know that you never even came in contact with uses it, 
It was worth it. 988, the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. And again, 24-hour confidential support to anyone in suicidal crisis or emotional distress. And it's a time of year where it is needed, believe me. So uh, we need to do better in addressing it. And it starts with us, individuals. This isn't a government issue. This isn't you know, a, po- a political issue. This isn't that kind of issue. It's us. Put it out there. Let people know about it. Let them know that you're open to be talked to. Let them know if, if they need help, you're there for them. Let them know that you'll help them get the resources they need. Let them know that you'll provide this simple number, 988, that they can call and then call you afterwards to be there for them. You know, a lot of, say, a lot of people say, especially in times of need, you know, anything you need. Do we truly mean it? Think about that. Mean it. Mean it and make sure people know you mean it. It truly means a lot. I've lost way too many friends in law enforcement and the military, and I'm sure there's er- almost everyone out there has been touched by someone uh, with suicide or depression. It doesn't have to be where they've taken that ultimate step. But just remember, when you make that permanent decision, you are taking your pain. It's not going away. You are transferring it to the ones who love you the most. It's 532 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. Looking, uh, what's going on here? The a federal website that tracks taxpayer-funded union work has disappeared. Just poof, gone. Disappeared. The Biden administration is under fire after a website to help keep federal funding of union workers transparent disappeared. The federal site in question tracks what is called official time, a term for when taxpayer-funded federal employees use part of their work hours to work on behalf of a public union. The Freedom Foundation, a nonprofit group that works on these issues, released a report on the Biden administration change The tracking site was on uh, the Office of the Personal Management website since 2013, but appears to have been taken down over the summer. An Office of Personal Management spokesperson stated that the official time are not currently available because OPM is reorganizing our website to improve navigation and customer experience. Freedom Foundation responded to that defense saying there is no indication OPM's website has been or is in the process of being overhauled in any major way, adding that to this date, not only does the official time page remain non-functional, but most of the links prior OPM pages with past official time reports and explanations have also been taken down. The Department of Labor did not respond to a request for comment in time for publication. Unions and Democrat administrations generally seek to maximize official time since shifting the costs of union administration to taxpayers frees up union treasuries to increase engagement in politics, lobbying, and other ideological activities that advance progressive interests, the Freedom Foundation said. Republican administrations are generally more skeptical of official time, viewing it as an unjustified giveaway to unions at the taxpayer expense. Now, again, what this is, this is for public taxpayer-paid workers. Their union, 
they get a certain amount of hours to work on union business. But it needs to be tracked. It needs to be documented. And there's a specific amount of time you're allowed to do those things. There was a website that tracked that. So organizations like the Freedom Foundation can look and say, okay, well, the, the teachers union did X, Y, and Z. Used this amount of hours for that. And again, if they're being paid, if they're being paid for by the taxpayers, you and I, for doing union jobs, it frees up the union's funds to spend on other things, and that's what they're saying. They can give donations to politicians. They can throw fundraisers for politicians. They can throw wine-and-dine politicians. They can travel to different places in the country for rallies and such like that. So it frees up that kind of uh, stuff. Um, federally funded employees working on behalf of unions is not new, being codified in, seven, in 1978. But managing that interplay has been difficult from the start. In 1979, the GAO concluded that no one knows how much official time is authorized for federal employees because of the widespread failure to keep adequate records. Then it should make sense that this administration has taken those records totally out of the public's view. They just disappeared. In congressional testimony from 1996, the GAO official reported that the extent to which federal taxpayers subsidize activities of federal employee unions cannot be answered with any precision. It may not sound like a big deal at first glance, but when we're talking about federal employees doing the union's business on government time, that means the union is passing that expense on to the taxpayer and the union gets to put that money to other uses. Like I said, like politics, lobbying, and regular Americans are covering the cost. This administration is showing us exactly to whom they are accountable, and it's not the American taxpayer. Former President Donald Trump issued an executive order in May of 2018 to regulate and limit official time use in the federal government, but President Joe Biden quickly repealed that order after taking office and now has removed the tracking of it altogether off their website. The administration, not him specifically. It's uh, 5.43. Time for traffic and weather. This traffic update is brought to you by the all-new UPS store in Edwardsville, now open. It is still jammed up on 84 eastbound. That is due to construction. That'll be going on until 7.30 this evening at the very least. You are slowing 81 southbound between Music and Avoca, and it is quite jammed up on 80 westbound at Nescapec. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Why are you in such a rush, Nikki? Hey, where are you going? Why are you running? Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight's partly cloudy and cold, low 32. Friday, cloudy with scattered rain showers in the afternoon, high 47. Friday night, partly cloudy with above normal temperatures, low 38. Saturday, partly sunny with some few isolated showers at high 53. Sunday, mostly cloudy with showers developing in the afternoon, high 55. It's currently... Give me a second. 42 degrees at 544 at your official weather station, WILK. It's time for the NEPA Premium Perks. Enjoy this half-off deal for Quick Chick. Get a $25 gift certificate for only $12.50. Mediterranean restaurant that serves fresh Middle Eastern food, appetizers, salads, sandwiches, entrees, and Quick Chick specialties. 
Open every day except Tuesdays, eat in or take out. Located on Route 315 in the Walmart Plaza in Pittston. Visit GetMyPerks.com for all the details. Be with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio 548 here in the station. Well, there's bipartisan support for a fiscal commission focusing on the massive federal budget deficit. Well, it's about damn time, right? Signs of a bipartisanship emerged Wednesday from a House Budget Committee hearing focused on the fiscal com- focused on a fiscal commission that would address the nation's deficit. The House Budget Committee discussed the pros and cons of a bipartisan fiscal commission. While Democrats and Republicans have different ideas on how to address the longstanding issue, members of both parties indicated support for such a commission. U.S. Representative Jody Arrington, Republican of Texas, the chairman of the House Budget Committee, said at the least a fiscal commission would ring bells. We've got to sound the alarm because we've been sleepwalking off of the fiscal cliff, he said. When the dominoes start falling, it's hard to put the pieces back together again. The nation's growing debt is costing taxpayers. The cost of borrowing money is taking up a large share of the federal budget, which along with the rising cost of Social Security and Medicare are driving up the national deficit. Interest costs on the country's $33 trillion debt increased 23% to $879 billion in fiscal 2023. That's a record high. Interest costs account for 14% of the total federal spending as of September 2023. The cost of maintaining the debt is expected to grow. The Congressional Budget Office released projections in June that showed interest costs would exceed all mandatory spending other than that of major health care programs and Social Security by 2027. You know, it's, it's good. We've seen at least an attempt to sit down and discuss the issues. They need to start at least having the conversation. So that's a good thing. Uh, Just checking updates. And here it is. The uh, Lackawanna County property taxes will rise 5.9% next year. That's the outcome of uh, today's meeting. Lackawanna County property owners will pay 5.9% more in county taxes next year. The county commissioners voted 2 to 1 to approve the tax hike as part of a $164.5 million 2024 spending plan. Commissioners Jerry Notariani and Debbie Dominic, who will both leave office in January, voted yes. Commissioner Chris Chermack, who will begin a new four-year term in January, voted no. The budget includes 3.75 mills more in taxes, pushing the millage rate to 67.67 mills from 63.92 mills. It will mean a home assessed at $10,000 will get a tax bill of $676.07 or $37.50 more than this year. The total does not include property taxes imposed by the school district or cities or boroughs or townships, a mill is a $1 tax on every $1,000 of a tax assessed value. 
County taxes went up 6.5 mills or 11.3% in 2020. So let's, uh, let's look at the legacy here. Your commissioner majority, Jerry Notariani and Debbie Dominic, raised your taxes in Lackawanna County a total of 17.2% in their tenure. Congratulations. Don't let them forget it. They're, I guess, assume, continue to live here in Northeast Pennsylvania. Just because they're out of office doesn't mean they can't be held responsible for the poor decisions they've made. And again, I'm all for incremental budget increases yearly rather than, you know, 11, uh, 11, what was it, 11.3% tax increase in 2020 and now a 5.9 here. You know, if you would have stayed at a percent and a half, 2%, maybe three. Taking loans out when interest rates were lower. But you have, again, lame duck county commission majority who voted yes for this tax increase. And their legacy for Lackawanna County should be a 17.2% tax increase for their tenure. But if you live in Lackawanna County, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, which I do. 5.9% more in taxes next year in Lackawanna County from county commissioners that aren't going to be here to be holding the bag when it affects us. And again, this is in addition to a proposed, was it $47 million in borrowing that's going to take place? I hope our new commissioners are up to it. I want to see our new commissioners succeed. They have to. It's our, it's our county. It's our home. They have to succeed. What we've seen over the past three or four years is the way not to do things. It's been a mess. You've had issues after issues with certain county commissioners. Not showing up for a lot of things. I'm surprised they showed up for this, but I guess they couldn't get their tax increase through if they didn't show up. But, uh, yeah, it's a shame. But it is what it is at this point. I guess the incoming county commissioner majority... This panel, hopefully the three of them can work together and maybe open up the budget and look to cut some cut some fat out of it or at least get a grip on it their first year to put us in a better direction moving forward. But Lackawanna County is now facing a 5.9% tax increase for next year in 2024. That vote took place this afternoon. Told you about it earlier in the week. And uh, from what Lauren Cummings, a former county commissioner, said there were only three people there. That's the way these things go, and that's the way they know them go. If you have ever been to school board meetings, uh, it's uh, quite the same in a lot of cases. Unless there's something, unless there's a hot topic or anything like that, they, they're not really well attended. And again, since my children, I still pay the same taxes, but since my children are no longer in a school district, I don't regularly attend my school board meeting. They're probably thankful for that. But uh, Again, my taxes don't change. I, I paid taxes then. I pay taxes now just because I don't have kids there attending the school anymore. But I wanted more of a say on the day-to-day activities because I did have kids there. But we should all pay more attention. And that includes myself. It's uh, 5.55 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute.
Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 5.58, almost wrapping up the show here. I, you know, I appreciate the listener responding back to me. You know, earlier they said that um, I'm a donkey, but they didn't use the donkey word. Not not an Irish donkey, but, the you know, the butt donkey. Uh, Rob, I haven't shut the station off since there was another host here. Congratulations, I shut it off. We'll never listen to you again. And I said, for what? And this was a, uh, during the stop sign conversation that we were having. And the response was, your love for worthless cops hiding out, arresting decent, hardworking people instead of protecting from criminals. Well, I don't know. Maybe you like beating up grandmas and people who really aren't doing anything. I couldn't bear to listen. I said it was a ticket for rolling through a stop sign. Uh, A worthless cop looking to arrest outstanding citizens instead of taking their coward butts to the alleys where the real crime takes place nice try but no save um i'm actually thankful you're not listening anymore by the way because uh you sound like a real winner and uh (laughs) yeah yeah um you know i pulled up the uh deaths in pennsylvania and there's been uh 115,938 reported crashes in 2022, 1,100, almost 1,200 fatalities, 6,700 injuries, all due to uh, traffic infraction violations. And that's for 2022. That's the most updated that Pennsylvania crash facts and statistics has. So, yeah, thank you for not listening if that's your the way you think. And uh, seek help. Life's not that bad. It's uh, 6 o'clock here at WILK. God bless, be safe, and we'll do this again tomorrow. See you then.